We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. It wasn't the biggest story of the past few days, but it was one of the more unusual, and it gives Home for the Holidays brand new meaning. That was the theft of a tiny house parked, yes, parked in South St. Louis. The story has a happy ending after an anxious few days for the tiny house homeowner, Megan Panyu. Megan joins us in studio to tell her story. Megan? Hi. Welcome to our studio. Thanks for having me. It really does give Home for the Holidays a new meaning, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how all this got started. From the very beginning? Yeah, not everybody's familiar with this. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, So um, I got into the idea of of tiny houses after watching several documentaries on Netflix, Um, and it really piqued my interest. So I um, was at Webster University and sort of figuring out what I wanted to do with my major. Um, I started off as an English major, uh, realized that wasn't... Uh, a good fit for me, and I wanted to do something a little different. So um, I partnered with Webster and sort of designed my own major, um, and that was in environmental studies. So for me, it was sort of analyzing the environment from a more uh, social perspective. And I went to my professors and I said, hey, I want to build I want to build a tiny house. This is what I want to do for my mm-hmm. senior thesis. And from the very beginning, uh, it was nothing but support. I think, you know, at first they're like, okay, you're going you're gonna to build this tiny house in however many years, and that's going to be your project. Um, and from the get-go, I was convinced that this is what I was going to do. So um, last, last January uh, is when the actual building began. Um, and I had been thinking about it for a year before that and planning and buying the trailer and getting just sort of some of the uh, logistics worked out. Before you continue, yeah, how tiny is a tiny house? Give me some sense of uh, how tiny it um, actually is. It varies. Uh, <laughs> it can be uh, typically it ranges from like 800 feet would be Square your feet. max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my tiny house is eight and a half by 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give me roughly 160 square feet to live mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty big to me uh, compared to to what some other people are doing. Uh, but I think it's it's a good fit. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, let's go back to the point where you you, you designed it, I assume, yourself? Right. And, and then started construction a few months back. Yeah, so um, my friend Abby Dorning, actually, she's a, a sketch artist. So I sort of told her what I was envisioning. She drew it up for me. Um, but then that sort of changed once I received the materials. So I didn't really have any of that planned out either. Um, and so much of my focus was wanting to utilize secondhand materials. Recycling stuff. Right. So um, I purchased all used windows uh, for $50 each. And they're scratched and they're imperfect. Uh, but they're perfect for me and they were such a good fit. So I sort of designed the house according to the materials that it received. Um, and I think, too, that's what's taken, that's why this process has taken so long, because I've been sort of patiently waiting for when things, you know, when people no longer want these things, uh, give them to me, you know. You're not living in the house now. 
Not yet. Not nope. Yet. That's that's down the road. Right. So the exterior is completed, um, and for the next two months, I plan on on finishing the interior, two months more or less, and then by the spring, I hope to be living in it. Okay, so uh, you were out and about, I guess, mm-hmm. buying the material for the house, as I right. understand the story. What happened? So the house was parked outside of Refab, and I'm good friends with the owner, Eric. So he agreed to let me park the house there. They would sort of keep an eye on it. I would buy material from them. But it was a way for me to also showcase showcase the house and, and what I was doing. Um so I would have people message me just from seeing it parked on Gravoy in, in Michigan and saying, hey, I like what you're doing. Tell me more a little bit about mm-hmm. it. Um, and so it was a good way for me to have this conversation with people. Um, unfortunately, on Saturday, I get a call from, from Eric, and I was on my way out the door to go to work, and he, he asked if I had moved the house overnight. Um, and immediately, my, my heart just sinks. And... It doesn't feel good, <laughs> you know, and there was a possibility that it could have been towed by the city, but without any sort of notice. Mm-hmm. And with it being out on a Friday, Friday evening, early Saturday morning, you know, I knew that, you know, there was somebody stole it. Yeah, it was <laughs> stolen. <laughs> yeah. Make a long story short. Right, yeah. right. OK, well, that was an awful feeling for you, of course, but it shouldn't be hard to find. That was my thought process uh, from the very beginning. Like, surely this thing is going to turn up within the next, that day or the Mm. next day. Um, Because it is, it's small, but down a highway, it's 12 and a half feet tall. Mm. So it sticks out. Um, Yeah. It was on wheels. It was on a trailer of some sort. Yep. Uh, Is that going to be the uh, permanent disposition of this this property Mm -hmm. when you finally do find a place? Keep it on wheels? Yeah, it's going to stay on wheels, um, but yeah, so it's it's permanently structured to the trailer. Um, and you're looking for a place to put put it permanently when it's finished. So I have a place um, oh, actually yeah. in the works, and this week I was planning on moving it there. Huh. So it's going to be on a lot in um, in the Benton Park West area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the uh, the, the search for the uh, mm-hmm. for, for this property. How did that go? How how were you working with the police on this? So I called I called and reported the house, uh, and that was a little silly to be uh, <laughs> on the phone with the operator and saying, "Hi, <laughs> my house is missing. It's on wheels. Um, it's a little confusing, I think, and it was for for them at first. Um, but I felt like I had to take matters into my own hands, and uh, social media was really my ally in all of this. And I'm I'm fortunate that I had that page, you know, from the very beginning of this project. So people were already in the loop of what was going on and and how long I'd been building it. So um, it was really a cry for help <laughs> that I used facebook to to see if anyone had seen anything and to get into contact with me any responses from facebook hundreds hundreds people um, had actually seen it or just uh, reacting well to the story? so reacting to the story <clears throat> but then i received a handful of helpful tips of people who thought they'd seen it um but i was still weary of those things too because because tiny houses are more common now it's possible that you know it could have been another one going down the road uh-huh. Well, uh, how did it finally turn up? So um, I 
slept in on Wednesday, and that was the first time I had gotten some good sleep. And I had seen all these messages from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram um, that they had found the house in, in House Springs, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so a detective called me that morning. Um, they had found the house. Uh, it was in a wooded area off of a main road. And so uh, I guess someone called in and reported it to them, and then they took it to the tow yard. No suspects yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, so that's sort of the next step in all of this is, is finding out who did it and why they did it. And I think that's just what's weighing on my mind now is I don't know why they took it. No, of course we won't know until we find out exactly who did it. But I, I think one suspicion might be if it was taken on a Friday night mm-hmm. that maybe some younger people out uh, just having a little fun maybe. It could be anything. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say um, why you would want to take it, too. And you look in the windows and you see that it's it's unfinished. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work for somebody to take to take that on. Um, so, it, yeah, for now, it's it's a mystery still. Mm-hmm. But the police still actively looking for suspects. I, I yeah, and they're so. going to get in contact with me once they they do have that figured out. Do you have a reward out? Um, yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> You know, not yet. Uh, I'll have to wait and see what happens within, you know, the next few days, next few weeks. Um, it's it's a waiting game, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Well, tell us what this place is going to be like when you're finished. You have a little work to do on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, dis- describe the interior and how functional it's going to be. I mean, you'll need toilet, and you'll need yeah. some place to cook, and you'll need... You know, the things you normally have in a house. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have all these same amenities that you would find in your typical home. Um, I have a compost toilet that I purchased. So that's going to cut back on, on the water uh, that I would be using. Um, it's going to have a shower, a lofted bed, um, a fireplace, oh. and a living room, and then a full, a full kitchen. A, a wood-burning fireplace? Yeah, Really? Incredible. Mm-hmm. And all of this in, what, 160 square living, right. feet of Right. It's of cozy, space? you know? Yeah. It's really cozy. Yeah. Um, this is really catching on. You mentioned that a moment ago. We've seen things on television that uh, this really is a trend. I, I guess there is what's called a minimalist trend going mm-hmm. on in the country today. Would you describe yourself as a minimalist? Um, I don't know if I would. I think... Uh, it's a very trendy term right now. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just uh, trying to be critical of the choices that I make as a consumer always and thinking about, yeah, wh- what is it that I need um, versus what I want? And those are sort of the questions that the tiny house has really forced me to think about. And I'm thinking about it all the time because my space is so limited. Um, but I think, you know, whether you have a tiny house or not, it's, it's good practice to to have less and it's a privilege to have less sometimes um and i think about that all the time uh that i sort of recognize you know i recognize that but it's just wanting to be better um and wanting to leave a mark that is less destructive you grew up in wildwood you Mm -hmm. said off the air what do you think when you drive through that uh, neighborhoods out there and see some of the some of these huge places that are in that uh, neck of the woods yeah, uh, I think um, it was it was really interesting to grow up around all of that, but also to sort of recognize that I never want to be 
a part of that, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, we all have choices, and I think for me, it's it's just wanting wanting less. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, I, yeah. if, if you can get get by with it, why not? I mean, right. why, why not? G- going back to where you ultimately hope to uh, to put the uh, the home. Um, what do you do about water? I mean, you're talking about you have a lot in in the Benton mm-hmm. Park neighborhood. Um, where does the water come from? Where does the electricity come from? So I know of one other tiny house in the city, and um, they've dug a line from someone's property, and they've taken the water from from there and the electric. So there's there's different ways that you can do it. With my tiny house, I plan to have a hybrid, so it's going to have the capabilities to be on the grid and off the grid. So um, I'd like to have a 40-gallon water storage tank in my tiny house, too. So, you know, if that ever becomes a problem, you know, I can sort of self-rely. You're going to have to make an arrangement with neighbors to uh, kind of... Uh, borrow some of their electricity and water? Yeah, that's another conversation, too. <laughs> you know, uh, trying to talk to people about, you know, being okay with that. Mm. Um, and my goals with our, with this project, too, is, is to say, look, we can all coexist together and we can all live a little differently, but um, no one way is the right way or the wrong way. But if we can all just sort of help one another um, with whatever our dreams are or however we want to live, um, you know, in with the environment in mind and, and being careful of the choices that we make. Uh, but, yeah, those are going to be conversations that I'm going to have with my future neighbors. Yeah. Well, you got a lesson in, in coexistence and friendliness mm-hmm. from the people who brought your home uh, back to you. I mean, that was a not, pretty nice story. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just have a lot of gratitude, and and that's something that I've felt from the very beginning. Just to see people sort of connect and bond over this, and to say, "Hey, we're here to help you, and this isn't okay, and let's pull together our resources to get this back." Um, and I think what's been so special about the tiny house for me is that it feels bigger than me at this mm-hmm. point. It's not just me and the tiny house. It's sort of this larger larger thing happening, and I'm seeing it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really special. Well, part of the special thing that happened was the fact that a towing company brought it back to you free of charge, free. as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that helped with the uh, – that was a chaotic day for me. And the last thing that I was thinking about was – how I'm going to get this back. I mean, it was important, but I, you know, just wanted to get out there. And, uh, yeah, the guys at Ives Towing looked at me and said, hey, happy uh, Merry Christmas. It's coming home, and we'll, we'll bring it for free. Good for them. Were you surprised at the publicity this, uh, this got because it went national? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had no idea what sort of effect this was going to have um, on, on so many people. And, uh I think that's that's just so cool, and uh, I don't regret posting on Facebook. You know, mm. I, I did what I had to do, and that felt like my best my best support there, and how you know I was going to get it back. So, yeah. one, one final question, and because I think it's interesting having talked to you off the air, 
What's next for you? What do you plan to do? I, uh, it sounds like a very interesting project that you're involved in. Yeah, so once I complete the house, um, I want to really take time to just be in that space. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more free time, and I'm, my bills won't be as high. I don't have a mortgage. So that's going to give me more opportunity to sort of do the things that, that matter. Um, I'd like to volunteer. Um, I'd like to travel. And I think, too, this has sort of sparked a, a possible calling for me, too, to find the ways in which St. Louis can be better about its urban planning and how can we design more efficient and intentional communities where we live. Um, so I want to be a part of that, and I feel like I'm, I'm working alongside a group of people who have that same desire, and, uh, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. Who is, what group is this? So I'm, I'm working with a group of people who contacted me because they saw the tiny house, <laughs> and they're like, hey, we, we want to build shipping containers. We want to build these different styles of, of homes, and we want to be a part of a community that sort of looks after each other. Um, and we're a group of multi-generational uh, people. We come from many different backgrounds. And um, so on this lot where I intend to plan or park the house at, we're going to have shipping containers, hopefully, uh, and just different styles. And then these smaller spaces will hopefully, you know, give us opportunities to to have more community shared experiences. Ah, to be young again. Right. <laughs> Megan, thank, thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations on getting your yeah. tiny house back. And, and best of luck to you with your project. We need more forward-looking thinkers such as yourself. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Megan Panyu, for telling us about the comings and goings of her tiny house.